And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners, you're very welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast with Mickey Brennan and a very, very happy Davy Rispin, it has to be said. Um, but we'll come to that later on because of the feeling that might come up in our Instagram interactive. Davy's just back from the Emirates and uh, where Arsenal have recorded a massive win against uh, Man United and uh, I'm sure he'll, uh, he- he'd only love to start on that. But we're not going to start on that tonight, Davy. I'm going to hold off on that because I know that there's some lads in the Instagram interactive that have definitely mentioned the Arsenal game. Yeah, your your um your profile on Instagram is growing, Mickey, and your activity on Instagram is growing as well. So you've already had a little sneak peek at it. It used to be grand actually when you didn't. You're oblivious to what went on on Instagram, so that when we when it came up, you were seeing it for the first time. But now you're already getting a peek at it, and it's taken away from it a little bit. That's that's all. Oh, well, look, I can unfollow I, I might you. actually, do you know what I might do? I might restrict you from looking at the way I mean uh, Instagram <laughs> stories. So, <laughs> um, yeah, look, I don't be on it that often, but it is nice to get a little heads up. So it is um, definitely because I was caught out a couple of times last year and the year before. And so, um, yeah, it's nice to get a little sneak preview. I'm not a big fan of social media, but, um, you know, you have to stay uh, up with the times or whatever it is, especially when there's certain questions that can be thrown at you on this podcast and you're not ready for them. But um, Davey, I suppose, busy weekend for some of the Mead teams and really busy weekends coming up because the lads will be uh, getting their Alliance Football League underway next weekend down in Cork. We'll come to that in a few minutes. But let's start with the Kyo Cup and the 100% record that Saoirse Wolfen and the lads had uh, was broken last week. Last weekend when they took on Carlo, to Carlo two twenty two, Mead two fourteen, an eight point victory for Carlo. And I suppose it was the really good start that Carlo got that uh, Mead weren't able to reel them in, and it was kind of tit for tat for the rest of the game after that. Yeah, they did. They did get close on a couple of different yeah. occasions, if I'm not mistaken. I think they got back back to two or three points at different stages. But you're right; that probably just left themselves a little bit much to do. Like on paper, I suppose it was always likely to be the biggest test that they'd have faced so far. Played ever so well the first or sorry, the second day against Down, had a couple of weeks of a break. But again, Shorsha put out what you'd have to consider a bit of an experimental team. Again, he was getting game time into a number of players. He has players coming back from injury. And and overall, I think he'll be he'll be okay. He would have loved to have won the game. That's that goes without saying. But I think he'll be happy enough. Um with what he's seen in the tr- three games thus far. And 
listen, Carlo, just the, the, they kind of give me the fear when I think about them in hurling senses because they've given us a couple of almighty beatings over the last couple of years. So if that's anything to go by, I think that's a good omen for us going into this year um, that possibly the, the signs are a little bit brighter maybe. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, from, from looking back at the game and reading over Fergal Lynch's uh, piece on the game as well, or, or the Beat Chronicles piece on the on the game, you know, Shorsha Bolton, I suppose, is very positive about how the game went. It wasn't that they didn't create chances. They did create a whole host of chances. They were a little bit wayward with their shooting um, uh, against Carlo, and that's something that can be fixed. Yeah, I know that's something that he's really eager to work on as well. He he wants the the conversion rate to increase significantly. Um and he talks about that quite a bit um when you are chatting to him. But look at two fourteen, I think it was, was it, it like it's a it's a decent scoreline to be putting up too. So I suppose the flip side is that is on the defensive element of it. You know, two twenty two is a big score to be maybe shipping. But again, like, you know, it's a it's a fairly new look side. Um, great to see Philly O'Brien in there. Actually, he he obviously played for the underdogs, and he's got his chance now at Mead. I think he's the first ever man from St Pat's to Mullen to don a Mead hurling jersey, and that's a, an achievement in itself. Great to see Killian Swain, another man from Clannagale, making his debut for Mead. Um, you had the likes of Jamie Levy there from Dunderry making his first start too. So like, th- there's a whole host, and then of course you have the experienced players in there as well. Paul Kelly, who is who excelled for. Uh, in the regional championship, actually, the Black All Gales man, you know, great dual player. So there's a, there's a real kind of freshness to it. Great to see Sean Quigley back after a little bit of a hiatus over the last couple of years too. So um, it's probably integrating them. And I suppose Shorsha's next uh, thing is to try and find something close to what he might consider at this point might be his best 15 because the league is only around the corner. I think their first round is in uh, two weeks' time, isn't it? The bank holiday weekend yeah. uh, in February. So, like, there's not there's not much time to go. And um, I'd imagine the next day, which I think is the last round of the Kyo Cup, you, you might see something close to his, maybe his first 15 for the first round of the league then. Yeah, and he, and he made 10 substitutions throughout the game as well, Davey. So, you know, it was, while it was a, a, an important game, we'd say, Kyo Cup, uh, terms, it was also important for Shorsha, as you said already, to give more game time to players, and and it was a it was a fact finding mission basically. Exactly, like Kyle Donnelly, there he came on and made a really strong impression on the game. You know, like excellent year for Kilmesson last year. Paddy Barnwell got a goal. Um, the man who was outstanding the the last day out, um, Niall McLaren came on. You know, towards the latter stages as well. So he's keeping him fresh. He's giving everybody an opportunity. He's chopping and changing, um, and it's a big panel. I think there's up to 40 players in and around it at the moment. And, and from what I gather, he's quite content to keep it at that. I don't think he wants to cut it down much more than it already is. He did cull it a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I think he wants to keep in and around 40 lads on the panel to contend with injuries and stuff like that. So um, big panel all around. Well, that was Carlo's fourth game, and the way the table stands now after uh, four rounds, well, sorry, three rounds and the final round being next weekend, is that Kildare and Carlo are at the top of the tree with six points each. Kildare obviously have a game in hand. Carlo have played their full complement of games. Meather and third on four points and then down and Wicklow are bottom with no points at all from their three games each. So it's a big game for for me in that they're playing Kildare who are top of the table and, and who actually trounced 
uh, Carlo the first day out. Now, <laughs> I can't help but think that um, it must have been a very experimental Carlo team that was out that day because they were beaten 319 to 11 points by Kildare that day. Now, since that, in the next two games, Kildare have managed 38 points and they've conceded 29 points um, in, in those two games. So winning their last or their 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 previous two or their second two games, their second and third game, by a margin of uh nine points. So against Wicklow and Carlo. Or sorry, against Wicklow and Down. So mm. you'd imagine that Carlo mustn't have been at full strength the first day out. And Mead have have blooded a number of players, and as you said, we're probably going to be looking at his strongest team come uh, Saturday when they play Rat in play Kildare in Rathmalina at one pm on Saturday, so a good chance and a good test for them before they go into the uh, National Hurling League. And there's a slight chance that if they were to get a big victory over Kildare, that they could top the table and and actually put themselves through to the knockout stages of the Kyo Cup. Well, it's actually or just win, win the Kyo. Sorry, win so, win the Kyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at it again. And like you say, I don't think that would be the be all and end all. But uh, you're right; it's it's It'd a be good nice though, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would, of course, it'd be nice. Yeah, but but ultimately, like there's they have eyes on sort of bigger prizes at this point in time. But you're right; it's going to be a huge test. They played Kildare um about a month ago, I think, or maybe a little bit more in a in a challenge match. I don't think this will resemble that and close that. I think it was kind of game of two halves in that Mead won the first half. There was a lot of changes for the second half, and Kildare won out the second half. So. Um, it'll be a big test. You're right. They're flying. They're going from strength to strength, Kildare. And I suppose Mead want to try and replicate basically what Kildare have done over the last couple of years and cementing their place in the Joe McDonough and really making waves and trying to push on. That's going to be the test for Georgia. And ultimately, that that's what his tenure will will be judged on when all is said and done, if that makes sense, as to where Mead are and where he's going to leave Mead. But the early signs are good, Mickey. I think they're quite competitive in all the games. Um, they've got a bit of depth in the squad now. You've got some of the players who uh, departed the panel for different reasons over the last couple of years back. So that's only going to bode well for Mead. And um, yeah, hopefully they can get a, another good performance going into that first round of the league. Because um, as we say, the, the league and Christy Ring nearly resemble each other. They're going to be playing a lot of the same teams again. Whereas in this Kill Cup, they're playing teams who are operating kind of a level ahead what Mead are going to be. So you'd imagine that would stand to us uh, going into league and championship. Yeah, well, the final game of the Kyo Cup, Cup takes place in Rathman Line, as we said, this Saturday coming at 1pm, Mead against Kildare. The performance is what it's all about, but just to let you know, Davey, if Mead were to win by 17 points, they would win the Kyo Cup. So, you know, uh, and uh, it's a nice little secondary uh, uh, thing, a little bonus, an added bonus to throw into that game, but it will be as you said, all about the performance, and we wish Shorsha and the lads the best luck on Saturday. And hopefully, they can, you know, get the performance and set themselves up for the um, the, the the National Hurling League the following week. Davy also out uh, last weekend was the ladies on Saturday. They were taking on Dublin. The old foes, the old rivalry, uh, was uh, awakened again. It's been a brilliant rivalry over the last few years. Um, they were taking. Uh, on Dublin in the Little National Football League in a Dublin venue and it was held in DCU I think wasn't it um, and the venue probably wasn't ideal but the pitch and everything 
apparently was a fabulous, fabulous pitch. Um, Dublin coming away with the victory by six points. I don't think it was a fair reflection on the game, though. Um, me dominated possession. Did you get to see any of this game, David? No, but from what I've heard, a lot of people have said what you're just after saying. Yeah, look, I suppose missed opportunities in the first 10, 15 minutes. Uh, Dublin were a bit more clinical, got the lead, and Mead were always chasing the game then, you know, and a bit like the hurlers, you know, it's, it's, it, they were getting back to within a couple of points of Dublin every so often, then Dublin would have a little purple patch, get a couple of scores on the board, and that was basically basically it. Goal chances in the first half were crucial. Um, you know, Kira Smith from from screen in there, fabulous, fabulous footballer, um, scored an unbelievable point uh, for me. The opening score today, I think it was as well for me. Um, uh, she had an opportunity and was very unlucky. It was cleared off the line, and then there was a couple of other brilliant passages of play where Mead were very unlucky not to get a goal out of it. And I suppose Dublin just weathered the storm. It was tit for tat then right throughout the second half. Mead got back to within three points and, and Dublin hit them on the counter for the last three scores of the game to put six between them. But, um, you know, when you consider the amount of players that Mead were missing, now they did make a couple of changes before the game started and, mm. and brought in a bit of experience and whatever. But when you consider the amount of changes that Mead have had to the squad and to the starting 15 uh, and, and what have you, um, it wasn't a bad run out, but they are going to have to get their act together because it's not going to get much easier in this division. No, because we we sat here last week and we talked about these first two games and that yeah. it, it was kind of crucial to get at least a win from your first two. Now the pressure's on, like they're going up to Donegal this Sunday, um, needing a result really to kind of kickstart their year. Now there is the whole thing about the, the change within the squad and personnel, but also change at the top with, with Davy Nelson coming in as manager taking over from Eamon Murray so there's a massive crossover and I I'm, I get the impression that Davy's not going to lose too much sleep about the league and I'm just a little bit not surprised but the way the ladies have gone so early in the season the LGFA sorry as a whole you kind of risk putting the league nearly down to a, a pre-season competition if that makes sense like because the yeah. ladies don't have an O'Byrne Cup for want of a better word so the league starting like in the third week in January kind of takes away from it a little bit because last year was a much later start me they were humming I get the impression me they're a little bit undercooked but that's not uh, by accident it's actually through design the girls have been on the road for a long time I, I think Davies kind of gone on record as saying that they came back a little bit later they're, they're trying to manage the workload of some of the more senior players, like you were saying. And looking at the team without, you know, without being disrespectful in any way, shape or form, when you see the Mead team without the likes of Emma Troy, without uh, Vicky Wall, without Orla Lally and without Emma Duggan, like it does take away from Mead quite considerably all over the pitch. But in particular, that forward line, like when, when I looked at the forward line, quite experimental, it wasn't a forward line which you're going to say they're going to get you 14, 15, 16 points. You're just missing that little bit of X factor in it, which will come, obviously, as as the weeks and months go on. Um, But great to see the likes of Eva Minogue in there, you know, getting a debut. And I believe she went really well. Like, she's going to try, try and uh, play with hey. both the camogie and football and... You know, let's hope that that works out because, you know, we've seen the, the, the toil that Megan Tyne has gone through over the last couple of years trying to do the right thing and do both. Uh, but she went really well in her debut. The likes of Ashley McCabe coming in, you know, she's been in and around the panel on the fringes for a couple of years. Uh, 
some of the some of the younger players, the likes of Orla Malin, Ali Sherlock, Olivia Gore, all getting game time. So that's great to see. And yeah, look at the. I think me, they'll be absolutely fine, Mickey. I think it's very early days, and um, as you said, the result probably just fair enough. The result I don't think could have been in question, but maybe just the margin of victory was probably a little bit harsh on them. Yeah, um, Olivia Callan started in place of Ashlyn McCabe on 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 on. Uh, on, on, on Saturday, Stacey Grimes came in for Eva Farrell and Evo Sullivan came in for Alva Leahy at wing forward. But um, I know you're saying that the, the forward line maybe doesn't look as strong. Davey, they, they cut Dublin open so many times. Um, Mead were wasteful in that first half um, and could have easily put up a big score in that first half. Uh, Stacey Grimes, while she kicked four frees, you know, wasn't her best day from Freeze. Um, she'd she'd tell you that herself. This was a much closer game, and Dublin were just a little bit more clinical in front of goal uh, and took their chances. Mead were just wasteful. Um, but but when you look at the whole game as a, uh, or you look at the game as a whole, and 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 you look at all that, you have to take the positives from it. Would that this will say younger, less experienced? We won't say under strength forward line actually you know put some really good moves together uh, and some great passing in behind the defence set up a few goal chances and, and in fairness to Dublin they snuffed them out a couple of times when they did get in behind um, they were a bit quicker to get back and, and maybe get a tackle in um, but honestly I, I I was really impressed with the style of football they played Um it just didn't go for them in front of the sticks on the day. And um, I, I can see them improving in front of the sticks. That is something that they will need to do because, you know, yeah. eight points return from from the amount of chances that they created is probably the disappointing thing. Well, uh, yeah, and that's the lesson. You know, yeah. you have to be clinical at that level. When you're playing against a side like Dublin, um, when you get your opportunities, you have to take because you know for a fact that when they get the same opportunities down the other end, and it might just be one or two, they're likely to to kind of grasp and carry a role, proving that in the first half with the goal. And and as you say, Mead slow out with the blocks in the first half. I think wind assisted as well, probably only putting up was it three points? I think they had at half time, yeah. three, four points. You know, that that was that was the the tale of the day, Praley, to be honest. But I, I'm with you. I think absolutely no need for panic stations or anything of the sorts at this point. They they'll get better, they'll improve. But it is a bit of an unforgiving uh, league, the way the fixtures have fallen as well. You have three or four of your toughest games on the road. So it's just a case of getting points on the board, you know, and, and trying to uh, trying to just get yourself settled in, really. But uh, they'll, they'll come on for it. Well, uh, next up for me is uh, Johnny Gall, last year's uh, semi-final pairing uh, in the uh, Senior Championship, um, uh, the All-Ireland Senior Championship. So... Mead will travel to Donegal for Sunday and take on Donegal. We're not sure where or what time it is at yet. Still no fixture out for that. Um, funnily enough, Davey, that's, again, that's a really interesting thing because, you know, Parnell Park wasn't available for, for Dublin ladies and they had to go to um, uh, DCU. I'm I'm guessing that this won't be in Bally Buffet um, or in any of the county grounds. I'd say this could be a club ground as well. And I was commentating on the weekend on, on the Cavan ladies on Sunday. And I was speaking to Jerry Moan, the Cavan manager after the game. That was their first time on a grass pitch since they got together 
for the 2023 season, like before Christmas, because pitches are just not being made available to the ladies at the moment. And a lot of pitches have, you know, been uh, been used right up until November, December. So it could be something similar for for, for, for the mead ladies um, getting on grass pitches and obviously going up to Donegal. Donegal are going to make it as difficult as possible for them and they'll probably bring them all the way up to Malinhead or something to play this game. Well, they, they do have a, an abundance of grounds up there, don't they? They have Bally Shannon, yeah. they have Letter Kenny, they have Bally Buffet. So hopefully it'll be in a county ground. Listen, I don't think I don't think inwardly it'll bother the Mead ladies. Like they don't have any any airs and graces about them, like in terms of where they play and when they play. But I think common sense needs to prevail in that as well. And just on that, actually, you were saying about them struggling maybe to get on grass pitches. I know Dungani has been out of action for the last couple of weeks for, for every team. Uh, but because of an issue with the generator, I think it is. So they've been struggling to actually get pitches to train on as well. And um, yeah, possibly that hasn't helped things either. But it's an incredibly early start. It's a long, long year between League, Leinster and the All-Ireland Championship. Effectively, you're talking about three different competitions. Um, so, you know, I don't think there'll be any um, any cause for concern at this point. Yeah, well, we wish Davy Nelson and the Mead ladies the very best luck um, as they make the long trip up to Donegal, as we said on Sunday and I have a feeling that Donegal are going to make that trip even longer because they'll probably as I said bring it up to the top end of Donegal um, just to use the, utilise the, the rules <coughs> to, their own, to their own benefit um, but anyway best luck to the girls in that one Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad? Well then at Husqvarna we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955-1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Davy, speaking of next weekend, um, the Alliance uh, Football League Division 2 gets underway when Mead will travel to Cork. So, Mead supporters of the ladies or of the men are going to be travelling from one end of the country or to the other, depending on which way they go. But it's a long journey down. It is going to be Mead against Cork um, on Sunday afternoon. And the game is thrown in at 1.30. Just to give it a shout out as well, the Mead Supporters Club are running a bus to Porky Cueve on Sunday um, for anybody who wants to go. It is leaving Navin O'Matney's car park at 8 a.m. The bus return fare is 25 euro. Children under 14 are 13. But if you want to book a seat, contact Tony O'Brien um, on 085-736-4378. 085-736-4378. Don't be sending them any uh, messages for Colin O'Brien. That's not what we want. What we want. This is all about the bus to uh, Cork on Sunday and you never know he might even put on a second bus Colin could drive the second bus down maybe yeah uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get on that bus especially for a journey <laughs> like that but um, no I 
I, I actually used to travel on the supporters bus, Mickey, when I was a young fella, and uh, it was always most enjoyable. Tony's unbelievable, the, yeah. the job he does, you know, and obviously he mans the car park there as well on match days. Um, incredible volunteer, I suppose, of me, GA. So um, for anybody who doesn't really fancy getting into their car and driving for three or four hours, get on the bus, they'll stop halfway down, and there's always good crack and chat, both coming down and coming home, uh, whether it's a win, a loss, or a draw. So, um, yeah, I'd encourage anybody who's thinking about, you know, that, absolutely. And yeah. 25 quid is all right for a return fare to Cork. Damn right. You wouldn't get, you, would you get a return bus to Dublin for 25 as an adult without a student card <laughs> these days? Well, I'm lucky absolutely. I've got the bus pass anyway. Um, <laughs> I was just going, yeah. <laughs> Before you say yes. it, I'll say it. Um, but Davy, we will be we will be previewing this uh, game over on our Loyal Royals podcast later this week. But um, I suppose looking at how the Auburn Cup went, unbeaten and whatever, disappointed not to get to the final of the Auburn Cup. Yeah, but anyway, how the Auburn Cup played out, probably better off uh, not getting to the Auburn Cup final. But um, this is the test. This is the start of it now for Colm O'Rourke and his new management team. Um, and it's going to be, it's 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 not an easy opener, but it's not the worst opener we could have got. It's a good test. It's a, it's a bloody good test. It's um, it's a, it's a tough, tough game on paper. It really, really is. Like, I think Cork are one of those teams that I suppose you're looking at teams up the north, the likes of Armand and Derry, who have had breakthroughs in the last couple of years I do think Cork are the next ones and I just hope that they can kind of prolong that for another couple of months or, or year or two a couple of weeks um, <laughs> or a couple just... of weeks to do yeah exactly <laughs> um, I, I was listening to James O'Donoghue on the football pod and you know he he was sort of plotting their way to Division 1 and he was really really bullish about Cork now he's kind of putting them down for a, for two points against us to really set them in motion but he, he makes some good points. I mean, they're two-man full forward line of, of um, Stephen Sherlock and uh, Jesus, they're, they're full forward who, who got seven points in the McGrath Cup final. Uh, Hurley, Brian Hurley. Hurley. Um, they've got Brian O'Driscoll back after a couple of years away. They're a really, really solid side. I think the underage success that they've had in recent times is is starting to come true as well. And and it's a very difficult game for me. The, the, the big encouraging thing for me is the fact that they have a really good recent record down in Cork and if you actually want to try and dig for something more like we haven't had too many statement wins away from home in the league over the last probably 15 years but Cork would be the one that we've kind of always been able to go down there and, and kind of take a bit of a scalp for want of a better word despite the fact Cork are, are probably not what they were 20 years ago either but um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough start it really really is yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, we're going to see, we, we haven't obviously seen a, a panel just yet. Um, we're looking out for that and looking forward to seeing that later in the week. And it will be really interesting to see what panel Colin O'Rourke uh, has available to him for the first round. But there are plenty of players that, you know, have showed up well in the O'Byrne Cup at different stages, obviously, because it wasn't the best O'Byrne Cup, but by, by God, it wasn't the worst O'Byrne Cup we've ever had. And we showed some of the fighting qualities that we want to see in mid teams, you know, coming back against Carlo, coming back against Longford the last day. And we saw some of the, the, the old traits that we don't like to see where we coughed up a five-point lead twice against Leach, um, and especially in the closing stages. So it is... 
a big day for Colm and his new luck mead team and for a lot of players that are going to be probably getting their first taste of uh, inter-county football at national league level, I suppose. Yeah, because we're, we're a little bit light in terms of the experience. I think we've talked about this already. Like, if you take, obviously, Kyogi aside uh, and probably the likes of Killing O'Sullivan and then maybe Shane McEntee, you know, just three examples. You know, a lot of the lads wouldn't have played too much league or, or championship for that matter. So it's sort of learning on the job and you got to learn fast at this level. Division two is a really unforgiving league. We've talked in length about the start, how important. I know we, we said the same about the ladies, but the way the fixtures are for Mead, like your first two games set the tone. Realistically, let's, let's, as I do always say, I know Trisha Plunkett loves this line. We call a spade a spade. If we win our first two games in the league, you're you're starting to dream and you're, the pressure's off from, from the other side, but you can actually really look forward to it. There'll be huge confidence. God forbid we lose the first two. You're scratching around then. You're saying, right, where, where are the wins going to come from? And suddenly you're in a relegation battle straight away. We know the implications for getting relegated in the league. It's just not an option because ultimately you're going to find yourself in the Talton Cup most, more than likely. So um, the first the first game, first two games, if you want to, you know, throw Claire into the mix the following week in Navin. They're hugely important for for Colum and for me, really. Um, but but this court game is uh, is massive, and it's our first it's our first venture down into the new parky Cueve as well, which will be nice. Yeah, really well. Well, look, we want to wish Colum and the lads the very best luck. If you want a full preview of the game, head on over to our Loyal Royals podcast. Um, it's Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. Full preview of Mead versus Cork. We're going to try and plot the team that Colin might pick as well um, for uh, the opener uh, against Cork, the, the National Football League opener against Cork next weekend. We'll also, on our Loyal Royals podcast next week, or this week, sorry, be doing our whammies for 2022. There's a whole host of different awards that we're going to give out um, between the ones that we've uh, picked out and from the listeners as well. So we're going to put that together and that'll be an interesting little podcast for the week that's in it. And then it'll be full full tilt uh, from next week with all of our different Loyal Royals podcasts about hurling, ladies football, um, National Football League, Camogues. It's all going to be happening. So that is something to look out for uh, over the coming weeks. But um, yes, head on over to our Loyal Royals. It's Patreon forward slash We Are Mead. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Cortown are, you know, back doing what they do best. Probably the only thing that you do really, really well. And it is GAPredictions.com, um, where uh, each week we get to choose 
the winners of every game in the National Football League, the Alliance National Football League, uh, Division 1, 2, 3 and 4. And uh, it's the predictions that we love. And there's a We Are Mead League, as always, in it. And um, it creates a bit of crack. And it creates a bit of banter. And it shows who knows their football and it shows who doesn't. And if anything, uh, we look back on last year's, Davey, didn't go well for you. It went well for me last year. No, 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 no. In the end, you lost out to me, see it. In the last two weeks, and yourself and Paddy Stapleton, PS Tapes, uh, both finished behind me. You did manage to call back and get ahead of PS Tapes. But you didn't get ahead of me, Davey. Okay, Matthew, all, I'm just... Uh, I'm you always do this to me. So this is why I recorded our conversation. <laughs> yeah, you actually, you, you did, to be fair. PS Tapes, <laughs> I think, started like a house on fire, didn't he? He did, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and even... He actually finished ahead of me, did he? Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't have a good year last year. Anyway, um, we, we <laughs> it's, it's funny how you forgot that. <laughs> yeah, I know. A year's a long time. Um, we had a huge uptake last year. I'm just looking down through it, and, and there was there was definitely over 30, maybe 40 people in the We Are Mead League. So it, it's actually filling up already. There are people who have played it, and basically when you go on to gapredictions.com, you make your predictions um, and then just underneath that, there's an option to join a league. We've already set it up and uh, put it on, on the drop down. So all you need to do is literally click We Are Mead and you'll be added into it automatically. And what it will do is it will give you uh, a weekly update of the standings in the league. Now, there is also 1,400 euro in prize money across the seven rounds. That's not why me or you do it. Uh, but but that's a nice carrot as well for someone. There's 200 German weekly prizes to be won across the seven rounds. Literally, it's done on a point system, you know, uh, depending on who's favourites, underdogs, you get points for a draw as well. As we always say, if you can nail a draw or two, it goes a long way to, to propelling yourself up the leagues and stuff like that. So it's 20 quid, uh, one payment, you're in for the seven rounds. It works out at just under three euro round. And uh, it's, it's good crack behind it all, uh, even if you don't, uh, have as good a time as it as I had last year. It's still good back. <laughs> Davy, you have uh, the the standings from last year there. And um, who uh, who are we looking to make? Who's looking to defend the title number one? And who are we looking as being the front runners to maybe um, uh, being the successor to uh, said title? Yeah. So Nikki Gogan uh, from St Mary's was the outright winner last year. He accumulated a great finish yeah 193 points across the seven rounds but like you say in his last four rounds he got 36 32 33 and 25 so that was a huge last three or four rounds for him Uh, and he won a a jersey as a result of getting that as well so hopefully we have the numbers in to do that eddie holton kildare man he played last year as well he finished second uh 187 points cormac matamo from kells was there thereabouts as was barry hans so there's a massive, um, massive uh, table there, and hopefully we have something similar this year. I know uh, Richie Quigley, uh, retort man now living up in Donegal, was on to me wondering where are we going to be doing it this year. So we're delighted to be bringing it back again, having the We Are Mead League, and uh, we'll be bringing an update, hopefully on a Sunday or Monday night at the end of each round. Uh, and you'll hear it here first before you get the email then a day after. So um, do sign up. You have until... I'm going to say Saturday afternoon, there could be an early throw-in, and as soon as that game throws in, that's it. You can't get in. So, like unlike last year, you kind of have to get in for the first round and stuff like that. And 
So you have till Saturday afternoon, gaPredictions.com to play that. And don't forget to join the We Are Made League. Who were the strongest people in our league last year, right down the bottom, holding the rest of us up? <laughs> I'm going to be fair to the ones at the bottom because there was people who missed like a week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick the first person that I see that actually played the seven rounds. All seven fair rounds. enough. Yeah. And that person is for Mag's choice. Oh, Mag's, Mag's, you're going to have to defend your title this year. Um, <laughs> you don't you don't want to defend that title, but you want to do better than you did last year for sure. And uh, um, you know, at, at one stage, I think we were all in danger of being down there, Davy. But a couple of good rounds maybe saw us uh, pull clear. If I'm not mistaken, you had a really good start last year as well, but you fell to the wayside. No, Mickey, um, I, I didn't. I, I got ten points in the first week last year. Uh, okay, I had ten. Okay. Then I had eight in round three. My God, uh, yeah, I had a good finish. I had twenty nine, thirty eight, and eighteen. I actually think I got a bit of prize money in the second last round, which obviously went straight back into the club. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look at it's, oh, it's, it's a good crack. But I mean, exactly within the We Are Me League, you're yeah yourself, myself, and PS Tapes have our own little league, <laughs> which <laughs> tends to take center stage. We don't really mind who wins or who finishes bottom as long as. The three of us kind of, uh, yeah. Oh my god, I, I honestly couldn't care less how the rest of the people did last year. Um, yes, it's nice to do well in the We Are Me, but as long as I was ahead of you and Paddy PS tapes, that was the main thing. Like, I, I couldn't speak to you outside of the podcast, uh, if, if that was the case, if I I'd finished below you, but um, yeah, no, it is, it's a bit of crack. And as you said already, there's there's a nice little bit of money as well. There's 200 euro every week of the Alliance Football Leagues up for grabs. So, um, uh, you know, do get him, uh, get him involved and join the We Are Mead League. And, you know, we'll have a bit of crack each week, giving out the results and seeing who's top of the table and where PS tapes, Davey Rispin, Max Joyce and Mickey Brennan are, uh, just to mention a few. And even Richie Quigley as well. Interestingly, Richie Quigley up in Donegal. Will he be travelling to Cork or will he stay around Donegal on Sunday, I wonder, for the ladies' game? Oh, good question. He he travels the length and yeah. breadth of the country to get yeah. to me men's games and ladies' games. His daughter is a huge, huge fan. I know she, she was listening to the podcast as well. I wouldn't be at all surprised if he's down in Cork. Like, even to come to the home games, he is a savage trek from Donegal, but every week without fail, he's there. Um, I, I'll stick my hat on the line. I'm sure he'll get in touch with us, but I, I'd be surprised if you don't see him in Cork. Yeah, well, if he stays in Donegal, he might uh, go down and uh, get a couple of interviews for us. Um, <laughs> if not, he can help yeah. you out down in Cork, is right. Um, well, look, anyway, yeah, do get all to that. GAPredictions.com and support Cortown and uh, join the We Are Me League. That's what we say. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. 
Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Ottomore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Meath. Davey, time to move on now to our lotto segment. Uh, Waterstown are first though, and uh, their uh, draw was done on Sunday, just gone, the 22nd. The numbers were 8, 19, 20 and 24. There was no winner of the 5,000 yard jackpot. They had two match three winners who were Alan Brady and Nicola Carberry. They shared the 100 euro. Uh, next week's draw is now open and the jackpot is 5,100. You can play online via Club Force or pick up an envelope in the Tara service station. That's the Texaco one on the Dublin Road. Minolti are in and also from Sunday night, the 22nd, 7,400 euro was on offer. 4, 11, 13 and 20. There were no jackpot winners. Uh, they had seven match three winners, though, who got 30 euro each. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Ashlyn Donahue, Josephine Smith, Chris Nevin, Elaine Nevin, David Daly and Stephen Casty. The special online prize of €50 went to Damien Coldrick and they go again next Sunday night with €7,600 on offer. Dunsany are up next and their results from the 21st, which was Saturday night. The numbers were 6, 11, 13 and 24. They had four match three winners who were Root Lynch, Kevin Byrne, Hazel Smith and Liz Kennedy. They share €150 between them. They go again um, with €10,000 and that draw takes place next Saturday, the 28th, and you can play it on Dunsany Lotto or via the Club Force app. Alternatively, you can go to Kilmessen Centra uh, or the Post Office or, or the Dunsany Clubhouse. Courtown Lotto is next in from last Friday night, the 20th of January. €12,600 was on offer. There were no jackpot winners. 1, 15, 27 and 32, the numbers. Jeanette Collier, Stephen Woods, Stephanie Lynham Carr, Julie Brady and Oren Henry picked up the five twenty euro consolation prizes. €12,700 for next Friday night at courtownga.com forward slash lotto. The one you've been waiting for, Mickey, Come is on. Alan Locke. And the draws, which takes place fortnightly every uh, bi-weekly, sorry, Monday night. The €3,900 jackpot wasn't won last time out. The letters were B, H, W and Z. There were no winners as he said already 23rd the next draw takes place on but most importantly the match three winners and uh, sharing the 100 euro were Celine Costello and we are made care of of course her own very own Mickey Brennan so um, 50 quid yeah. there for the kids. getting closer the next draw takes place in the halfway house yeah absolutely yeah three out of four yeah it would have been a nice scoop wouldn't it but um, yeah Susan Farrell uh Owes you a few drinks, Mickey, I think. <laughs> um, who have I next? From the 17th, it's Castletown. And a uh, €1,900 jackpot wasn't won. 4, 10, 11 and 12. The Lucky Dip winners collecting €30 euro each were Martina McHugh, Barbara Smith, Dara and Rowan McCann, Angela Price and Patricia Kearns. Drumbara. €5,800 was uh, on offer last week. It wasn't one either. 13, 18, 25, and 27. The 30 winners were Maria Garrity, Karina Brodigan, John Wise, Tom Coughlin, and Tommy and Troy Kerov Skinner. Manalvi from the 16th of January, which was last Monday night, 4, 14, 16, and 26. Uh, no jackpot winner. Three 20 euro winners were Patricia Kelly. 
Christina Voyles and Martina Corcoran. The next draw takes place Monday, 23rd of January. 11,000 or sorry, 1,200 euro at Manalvi or you can play that one on the Club Force app. Just to bring it up to Manalvi. Um, I do think they have manager now as well. Uh, it looks like Queven King is going to be joining forces with Manalvi, of course, former Trombara and Longwood manager. He looks set to join Manalvi next year or this year. Sorry, that should be an interesting appointment if uh, if that's formally announced. Sorry, bit of a sidetrack there. Screen are next in, and uh, their results from the 15th of January. The draw was held in the O'Connell's pub. There were no jackpot winner. They had four quick pick winners of 40 euro. They were Tilly O'Brien, Johnny Burke, Kathleen Carty, and the McCabe family. The jackpot stands at 1,600 euro next week, and you can play that one on Club Force, or you can get uh, a ticket in Swans, Foxes, or O'Connell's. Uh, they also said, don't forget about the club celebration presentation night in the Newgrange Hotel. That takes place, uh, or sorry, that took place Saturday. Um, so Hope Screen had a good night at that one. And that is the last one I have, Mickey. No bother, Davey. Well, uh, Simon says Lotto last Friday night, there was no winner of the jackpot of €2,150. The lucky dips were Jackie and Michelle, Neil Doyle and Lynch. The numbers were seven, twenty-two, twenty-five, and 30. Um, and the next lotto takes place on Friday the 27th. It's €2,200. And Jelly just says you can play that online. So go to any of their social media and you will find it there. Central Sounds Lotto last Monday, uh, there was no jackpot winner. The numbers wrong were 3, 6, 19 and 27. The five €25 Euro winners were Jerry McDonald. Jennifer Fitzgerald, Matthew Morn, Emer Duffy, and Martin McGurk. Next week's jackpot taking place tonight is €1,900. And I'm just going to refresh it to see if that lotto result is in. It's not in. So their lotto taking place tonight is €1,900. So um, some really good lotto jackpots out there. Do support the clubs if you can. And um, just just build up the pots that the We Are Mead Lottos when we do eventually win one would be a nice big one, so it will. But uh, as we said before, we'd always be nice, we'd always give some of it back to the clubs, Davey. That is the lottos done. And as I said at the top of the show, I know that there's plenty of Instagram interactive, there's going to be plenty of talking points, and I've held off on a few of them. So let's let's get stuck into it straight away, okay, Mickey? No problem. Uh, take a deep breath now and and just clear the head for, the, for this because it's uh, it's it could be a little bit painful. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll get straight into it. I did encourage Arsenal content as well to come through. So uh, Susan Farrell is straight off the bat with it. She said, did Davey make it home for, safe from London? Getting worried about him. Now that came in last night. Um, but I, I am home safe and well, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, he is. He's, uh, he's true and he's home and uh, he's well able for the podcast there this evening, unlike a couple of times after Christmas and after his skiing, maybe. Uh, Owen McGowan said Eddie owns United. I'll let you uh, I'll let you answer that one. He does, doesn't he, Eddie and Ketia? He's the man. Yeah, no, look, two good goals by Ketia in fairness to him um, and a cracker from uh, Saka. It was a good game. Um, it was a really good game. It was great to see two of the traditional powerhouses of of uh, of the Premiership being back up there at the top, fighting it out and whatever. I know, obviously, Arsenal were well ahead of Man United, but a win for Man United really would have dragged them back into the title race. But uh, I think that's put paved to that now, and it's all about Champions League. But 
Arsenal are playing a really lovely brand of football, I have to say. Um, yeah, as much as it pains me Thanks, to say. Thanks, Mickey. Um, so nice to hear that. Uh, another man that pains is Ivan uh, W85. He said, well, it's not welcome from a United fan, but Arsenal deserved it. Yeah, the same, he's he's in the same point of view as me. He's he's like, it's hard to say it and it's painful and whatever, but you are playing some lovely football and he's deserved to win. Shane Mangan said, will somebody check in to see if Jack Walsh is okay? <laughs> um, Here, not only Jack Walsh, I think we should be looking for John Rogers as well. Um, maybe the two of them are together. And and you know who else? Poor Sean Fitzgerald uh, from Trim, Mickey. He's a big United fan. He went to the Emirates, got a ticket, sat in the home fans, hoping for a United win and uh, had to endure that. So spare a thought for poor Fitzy as well. Yeah, yeah um, fair play too. Anyway, complete complete side piece. Um, you'll be delighted here. I think we're getting on to um, we're getting on to GA now. Um, Brian Flynn wants to know: Is there any sign of new Mead gear yet? Yeah, no. Well, there's that. That's that's a really good talking point. We we talked about it before Christmas. We haven't seen it. The Alliance Football League is starting and. Uh, six days time um, we'd love to see the new gear but I'd say it's uh, it's a few weeks away yet Davy. yeah I, I don't know I haven't heard myself yeah but you'd imagine it would be it would be soon uh, Robert Perfield said any word on when the cup fixtures will be released I think the draws are being done tonight as we speak on the podcast Mickey so I would expect fixtures to probably land tomorrow uh, that'll be Tuesday so they're well overdue anyway, in, in, in fairness. Like the yeah. games are in less than two weeks. So, yeah, well, you know. like I wouldn't be too worried about like every at least everybody knows that they're playing the uh, February bank holiday weekend, you know, and you would like to get your fixtures out and whatever. Um, but two weeks is plenty of notice, yeah, but yeah, but like I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, so I'm not privy to it. But would it be so hard to, to tell everybody, right? You're, you're going to be playing on the Sunday morning or you know the majority of games will be on Sunday there'll be some on the Friday or Saturday because like th- that's all well and good blocking out a weekend but like if you have like if you want to plan your weekend in advance or you know it is a bank holiday weekend at least you know right games on Sunday at least c- can go out do whatever Sunday evening kind of got Monday whereas now at the minute you, you sort of don't know like if they could come out and say they'll all be Saturday they'll all be Sunday whatever I think that would just be a little bit more of a help for for club players out there but that's just my feeling on it yeah um how often do you plan a night out two weeks in advance quite often <laughs> oh jesus you're too well organized see <laughs> um, anyways go but, on but you, you like you know what you know what i mean like say not even for kind of younger players but maybe some of the older players anyway look at you'll know hopefully in the next 24 hours exactly uh, yeah that point was kind of picked up on by alan o'connor he said lack of fixture less than two weeks out from the opening game of the season. Yeah, again, I'm still I'm still betwixt and between on that one. Like, I, I understand yeah, you want to know your fixtures and whatever but you're still going to know at least 10 days in advance you know, so, you know, if you know before next weekend that you're out the following Saturday or the following Friday or whatever. Me, they're out the following weekend as well against Clare, aren't they? So, they'll have to avoid that clash. No, they're out that week, that weekend, yeah. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, Neither yeah. out that weekend. It's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. It's Sunday. So I presume that they'll avoid clashing with games on the on, on the Sunday. Ah, no, they will. Uh, they like worst case, they probably be at eleven o'clock on the Sunday morning. 
Yeah, I hope ever. I hope the whole lot of the games are put on for the bank holiday Monday afternoon. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Cormac Brown just said the same. Where are the fixtures? Uh, the next one comes in from Richie Judge, and he said Kilmacud extra men on the field. Yeah, this isn't going away. No. Um, just just as we're actually talking as well, there was a statement put out, Mickey, by Glenn. I don't know, did you see this? But really short statement. Um, it reads, our chairman, Barry uh, Slowey, confirmed we would seek clarification from the GA on the breach of the rules of yesterday's club final. The GA have reverted to us today to say that without an official objection from the Wattie Grahams, a.k.a. Glenn Club, they will not review the matter. This is extremely disappointing for our club to be placed in this position and we now must take a short period of time to ascertain our stance going forward. It sounds familiar, doesn't it, Mickey? Do you, do yeah. You know, or something similar uh, about 10 or 12 years? <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, the GEA washing their hands of it, saying we'll put this back on you know, the club this time, not even the county board, the club board and whatever. Um, mm. Like... I, I saw Joe Brawley talking about it and there's loads of things you can take into account and whatever. But at the end of the day, if that was the All-Ireland final between Mayo and Dublin, like he said, in 2015 or 2016 or 2017, those two games were Dublin beat Mayo by a point and Dublin made a substitution in the, you know, in the final few minutes and, and the players stayed on the field and went into the goals and created a, 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 an obstruction in front of the goals for those final few minutes, the GEA would have acted on that and said, there has to be a replay. It's not nice to uh, at all, but to be putting it back on the club. So now what's going to happen is, it has to look like sour grapes from the club, that the club are demanding that the GEA look into this and look into the ruling on it, uh, and they've put in an objection. I just think it's really, really unfair. The GEA should be clarifying the rule. And saying this is the rule that shouldn't have happened. There should be a replay if Glenn want a replay. Do you know that kind of way? Um, that's my thought. Yeah. On it. Um, you know, if it was the other way around, I, I, as well, I, I, I actually have sympathy for for the Kilmacud players in all of this. To be honest with you, right? So they they've won they've won the All Ireland, right? And they're they're obviously extremely deep, shall we say, in in the Munda club. But there's this cloud of uncertainty surrounding the whole thing that they could well be kind of forced to go out and, and play a replay. And I'm sure you probably picked up on it, but the, the irony being their manager, Robbie Brennan from Dunboyne, yeah, who yeah. played in 2005 when this whole thing happened between Dunboyne and O'Matley's, which we only came up recently. And I can't remember why we were talking about it. It was always to do with the relegation playoff in Mead at the back end of last year where yeah, something similar kind of happened, massively happened. But yeah, so I personally think, though, the whole thing needs to go down the rugby or soccer route in that when a substitution is being made, the, the player who's entering the field can't come on until the player going off comes off, basically. I, I don't yeah. understand why that can't be the case, particularly at inter-county level. I understand a club, it's a little bit different. Like, if you're going out playing a cup game in Mead in two weeks, you don't have linesmen, you don't have independent people, but at that level in Crow Park, they have linesmen, they have sideline officials, they have referee. There's use absolutely them. no... Yeah, exactly. Use them and place it right because things like this will not happen if 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 it's done like that. And you can't say that there's more substitutions because there's not now. I think there's five substitutions in soccer. I don't know, is there five or six in rugby as well? Depending on concussions. It's the exact same in GA. So, you know, I don't understand why that can't. Be, be the solution to all this anyway that's 
completely by the by. Um, and uh, and there's yeah. the ruling that there's the 30 seconds to be added on for a yeah, added on. Yeah, You've got yeah. 30 seconds, yeah. you know, to play with there. You know, to to get the player on and get the other player off. Like it's not going to take 30 seconds for one player to run off the field and another fellow to go on and, and get into his position. But it's a nice little time frame to be given. And then at the end of a game, the referee can say there was seven substitutions. Well, mm. therefore, we've got at least three and a half minutes of additional time to be made. And 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 therefore you've got a, a structure in place. For, for all of it, you know what I mean? Like for time added on and for doing the substitutions. Very, very silly. I think it's not going away, as you said. I think that the GA have made a balls of it. I think that Glenn now are going to look at it and say, well, fuck you, Crow Park. We will put in an objection then and make you do the work on it then. Like so, But they've just put Glenn in that position and backed him into a corner. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. In, in better news uh, and more news closer to home, Navano Matlis, uh, Dom Omerta, the National LGFA Volunteer of the Year winner for 2022 for his services to club and county. That is an outstanding achievement, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you go up and uh, uh, up to Navano Matlis and Domo is always there. Great club man um, and an incredible volunteer. And he's getting his... Uh, uh, his rewards for it there now so well done to Domo yeah Gavin Fox echoes that he said there's only one Domo Murta hoops man to the core and the last bit of Instagram interactive we have is from PS Tapes Mickey okay. um, who's getting giddy already at the start of the week he said is there an officially sanctioned We Are Mead early house in Cork next Sunday morning well Davey you can answer that question You you'll be down there from Saturday so you should know at that stage where all the early houses are. Yeah, uh, Kieran Devaney reckons the welcome in <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is the early house. Uh, well, yeah. uh, uh, if it does what it says on the tin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. But there's a huge, I know there's a lot, there's a big contingent of Mead supporters going down there um, on the Saturday evening, I think. Uh, so... There should be good crack down there on the Saturday and possibly those who continue it on into the Sunday. Um, it kind of resembles that trip down to Kerry a couple of years ago to Killarney. Um, hopefully a similar performance. And if we get a similar performance to what we got that day, I'm sure we'll come back up the road with two points to our name as well. Yeah, there's good excitement. Um, and, you know, the people are right behind this team. And, you know, I hope that the players can feed off that and feed off the positivity that's out there at the minute for this uh, group of players and for for the for the management alike. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think 
in the early part of the season, we have seen that there's, as you said, the vibes are good coming from the Mead camp. Likewise, the supporters, I think they're eager to give the players and, and the management time to to kind of work on it. We we know it's not going to be kind of a quick fix and it's going to be a very testing campaign, basically. But I think they're on board for that. And I think Mead supporters are realistic about the long-term uh, goal that Colum really has set and yeah let's let's try and work towards that I think a win a win on Sunday would would be a huge step in the right direction though you know and and I mean what it would set up the following week in Navin like to be a bumper crowd in I'd imagine for the game against Clare and we'd be in such a strong position possibly after that but it's it's all right on Sunday Mickey it's a it's a huge game big game for Cork as well obviously in their own backyard yeah, massive weekend for Mead. Do we have any fixtures for the Camogues yet, Davy? I know that they um their fixture list they've come out, but when do we see them uh, in action for the first time? They're not out for nearly a month yet. I, I don't have the actual fixtures to hand, but I think their first game is going to be on the week ending the 19th of February. So the likelihood is they might be out on the 18th, which is the Saturday. So they have another three or four weeks to get themselves right. Yeah, well, next weekend, it's a massive weekend for the rest of the Mead teams because the uh, Mead Hurlers are out on Saturday at 1pm in Rathmaline, as we said already, against Kildare. The ladies travel to Donegal on Sunday afternoon to take on Donegal in the Little National Football League Division 1 Round 2. And of course, Mead will travel to Cork to play Cork in Port Quay 1.30 on Sunday um, and uh, to get their Allianz Football League Division 2 off uh, to a positive start let's hope and we wish Colm the very best of luck we wish Davy Nelson and the girls the very best of luck in Donegal and of course we wish Shorsha Bolfin the very best of luck on Saturday in Rathbull Line against Galea well look that's it from this episode of your We Are Mead podcast remember We Are Mead by Matters More <laughs>